Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help women who have lost children to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, life coach and certified grief recovery specialist. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 10. Today, we're going to be talking about the magic of gratitude. It's taken me a long time to kind of figure out what that magic is, but we're going to talk about that today. Also, not long ago, today, in fact, I learned of the death of my cousin's son. Devastating news. It brings me right back, like I'm sure happens to you anytime you find that another friend or family member has lost a child. It's devastating. And it brings you right back to that place where you can remember that raw grief and that heartache that comes with that kind of news. And I think it's interesting that that's, that that news came to me before I recorded this today because the two things I remember most of feeling after the death of my children was overwhelming grief and gratitude. There was so much to be grateful for because I was watching the beautiful people around me that were coming to our aid. And there was just so much hope in in seeing their compassion. I, I want to share with you kind of my thoughts about this just position of grief and hope. I had experienced a lot of loss even before my children died, and I had always rebounded. I had always felt like I came back to a place of healing. And I think from the beginning, even though the devastation was 10 times worse than anything I experienced before, even from the beginning, I had a sense of hope. I had a sense of hope that eventually life would be better than it was at that moment. And I hung on to that hope even when things didn't get better for a long time. And I guess that's my message to you. Sometimes I read some of the messages that I see on Facebook in other lost groups. And the message is, you will never recover. And I want to say that we can, that we can build a life with happiness, with joy, with purpose, with with passion, with those good things that we want in our life. Those are things that we can have. I, th- I think of it, and this is a really poor example, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. I think a lot of times if someone like that broke their leg, we wouldn't stand around them and say, oh, you're, you're never going to be the same. If I broke my leg, I would go get help. I would go do the things I needed to do to recover. And I know, again, it's a poor example. There's no comparison. But sometimes I think when we can can compare in some way the physical to the emotional, it gives us some perspective that if we if we believe that we can do better and be better after such a devastating experience, then we're going to go forward looking for those things that are going to help us get there. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say is if you have that hope in your heart that there will come a day when you will be in a better place, that you will move forward with that kind of hope and faith. Today, I live a life that I love. And and I think about how I'm honoring my children by doing that, by living a life that they would be proud of. 
I have a few stories that I want to tell you today. One is of my experience early on. Actually, it was less than a month after the kids died, and my husband was anxious to get us all in to see a therapist. When I, when we met with the therapist, he actually met with each of our children, and then he met with my husband and I together. I was still bruised. I still had a cast on my arm. And I remember him saying to me, among other things, he actually did most of the talking, but I remember him saying, among other things, you look like a strong person. You're going to be okay. We get to choose to be happy. Well, that stuck with me and unfortunately not in a good way. So every time I was dealing with my grief, which was incessant during those early days, I then dealt with this disappointment in myself, disappointment that I wasn't choosing to be happy. And this created even more discomfort for me. So that's why I'm so insistent that you honor your own experience. When you're dealing with such an overwhelming experience, like the loss of a child, this is new for you. This isn't some, this isn't a path that you've been down before. Don't expect that it will be a quick or easy recovery, but also don't expect that you'll never recover. So we just have to honor where we're at and we have to trust that the information that the the things that we need will come to us so that we can continue our journey of healing. Another interesting thing that I experienced after the accident was I was pretty beat up. I was pretty bruised. I, it was a rollover accident, so you can just imagine um, the bruising and the discomfort. And my husband insisted that I go to the chiropractor. And I thought, what in the world is a chiropractor going to be able to do with me? I mean, he's not even going to be able to touch me because I'm so bruised. It's going to be so painful. It's going to be so horrible. And yet I ended up going. And I think it was probably three weeks after the accident when I went to the chiropractor for the first time. And I was amazed at the relief that I felt after visiting the chiropractor. And I went regularly and it was the best thing that I could have done. I, I tell you that story so that you can think about maybe things that you've been hesitant to do that might actually help you. So let's talk about gratitude. I think it's almost impossible to get what you want without good feelings about what you already have. And that's going to look different depending on where you are at this moment in your grief experience. This is a quote from Charles Dickens that I love. Reflect upon your present blessings of which every man has plenty, not on your past misfortunes of which all men have some. I look at the people that are working to build a better life and I see so much courage. I spoke to a client last night who's experienced so much loss over the last three years and I heard in her voice such hope that there is better days ahead. And I was grateful to have been able to talk to her last night. Um, I want to remind you that last week we talked about positive psychology and how understanding pos positive psychology and those things that help us to develop well-being are things that we can do 
that we can slowly integrate into our life so that we can build well-being ourselves. Those five things that Sean Aker mentioned in his TED Talk were gratitude, journaling, journaling specifically positive experiences, exercise, physical movement, random acts of kindness. What a beautiful time of year to look outside of ourselves and and have ex- uh, opportunities to express our kindness to others and meditation. So today we're going to focus on gratitude. And I loved what Chris Pratt had to say at the Disneyland car- candlelight ceremony that they had for Christmas. And it reminds me of how grateful I am for the holidays, despite the sorrows. This, he, this is what he said. This holiday season, let us embrace every one of our tomorrows with hope and love. And through this holiday spirit, may we continue to spread peace and goodwill throughout the world. As we think of gratitude, I actually, I walked out of my room a couple of days ago and I saw the Christmas tree and I saw the stockings up and I was just filled with so much gratitude for Christmas and all that it means. If you're someone that believes in Jesus Christ, you know what I'm talking about. That overwhelming gratitude for the life of Jesus Christ. In fact, I was reading a scripture the other day in Galatians that said, Christ hath made us free. And and I, I think about that. And I'm like, what are we free for? We are free to choose, to choose the good. And that's where we really take advantage of our freedom. I follow an artist. Her name is Jessica Swift. I was so um, impressed with her comments at Thanksgiving. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Jessica. Jessica has has a a pretty large following. She's an artist, like I said. She does pattern work. She teaches how to do pattern work. And uh, just a few short months ago, in August, her husband died. Now, Jessica is young, and she has a young son, and she's expecting a baby. And you can just imagine how devastating that loss has been for her. But I want to share with you her story. I asked her permission to share this with you, and I'll link this in the show notes as well. Um, The show notes will be at buildalifeafterloss.com slash post, that's P-O-S-T, slash 10. But this is what she said. At Thanksgiving. On August 14th, 2018, my husband died. He was just 40 years old. It was unexpected. It was all the things you can probably imagine. Awful, traumatic, heartbreaking, terrifying, stressful, confusing, and more. I had to figure out how to tell my toddler that Dada was gone and that he wasn't coming back. I had to come to grips with the fact that I am also currently pregnant, due in late January 2019, and that Ryan will not be here to help me raise our new baby, or to even meet our new baby. I am now a single parent. I don't have a husband anymore, just like that. Life is in session. It's happening right now. This is it. And it doesn't always go according to how we planned it. After a conversation full of serendipities, about rainbows between my wonderful mother-in-law, Barbara, and me one day, rainbows began to symbolize Ryan in our minds and became the unofficial theme of sorts for his memorial service. 
Barbara gave everyone a crystal to hang in their kitchen windows, something that Ryan used to love as a child. I created 40 small rainbow paintings for the service back in September, and I gave the paintings to family and close family friends as a way to remember him and to connect us all together during his this tremendously painful time in our lives. Something curious began to happen as I created the paintings, though. They started out as a way to commemorate Ryan, but soon began to morph also into a way for me to express my gratitude to everyone in my world for the incredible and overwhelming outpouring of support, love, generosity, and compassion that's been flooding my way since he died. I found myself feeling so surprised that I could feel so deeply heartbroken, scared, sad, angry, and traumatized while simultaneously feeling a level of deep and intense gratitude that I'd never experienced before in my life, and also an incredible knowing that I am going to be okay, and this will not stop me or break me. How could all those feelings and emotions exist within me all at the same time? How could I be feeling so grateful when my husband just died? After I finished and gave away the 40 rainbow paintings, I didn't feel finished. I wanted to paint more, and for some reason, I wanted to paint 100 of them. That seemed like an intimidating number and one that I should maybe rein in a little bit. But then I decided to see what the date would be 100 days after Ryan's death. I counted twice to make sure and was shocked to discover that a hundred days after is Thanksgiving Day, Ryan's favorite holiday. Serendipity. So a hundred rainbow paintings it is. Every day is an opportunity to create something beautiful, no matter the circumstances we are walking through. Every day is an opportunity to say thank you for the beauty that surrounds us in each moment. I offer these 100 paintings as a visual thank you. May these bright little symbols of gratitude and hope make their way out into the world to knit us together in colorful, compassionate, loving, truthful, and beauty-filled connection. Thank you for being a part of my rainbow. I am profoundly grateful. Wow, isn't that beautiful? That was from Jessica Swift again. These were her words at Thanksgiving time about the death of her husband and the gratitude that she felt around her, the beauty that she felt around her despite her loss. I I just thought that was so profoundly beautiful that I wanted to share it with you. I find that gratitude is a powerful course-correcting tool. It's not that we don't recognize the bad or the evil. It's that we spend our focus on the good. What we focus on expands. Any opportunity we can have to feel grateful and to feel it. I think this is what changed for me. A little over a year ago, I was working with a couple of mentors. Um, she herself, the, the wife herself had, had lost a baby uh, a number of years ago. But one of the things they taught me was this profound gratitude that it's not just noticing something and saying thank you, grateful in a rote way. It's feeling it in our soul. It's feeling it and understanding it to the point that we feel the vibration in our body. I know that sounds a little woo woo, but I just, I, I just want to encourage you to find that depth of gratitude. One of the things I did 
when I started to really recognize the magic, the power of gratitude was I have this little tiny ceramic bunny. It fits in the palm of my hand. It sits on my end table. I can't remember exactly where I found it, but I looked at that and I said, this is perfect. So I I sit it on my, my end table and every time I see it, some nights I'll just, I'll just put it in my hand and I'll just hold it in my hand and I'll think of one thing, at least one thing during the day that I'm profoundly grateful for. And then you think in terms of not only I'm grateful for the Christmas tree, but I'm grateful for the Christmas tree because it brings light into my life because it reminds me of who we are celebrating this season, that we are celebrating the gift of our Savior Jesus Christ, because it reminds me of the beautiful people around me and the beautiful gift they are to me. So this is this is what I'm encouraging you to do. When you think of gratitude, think in terms of why you're grateful for that thing. When you start really examining and going deep into why you're grateful for that thing, for that person, for that gift, for that experience, for the scene that you're seeing, like the beautiful snow that we got here in Utah this past week, when you really sit and think about why you're grateful for it, what it does for your soul, you will start to feel it in a much deeper and a much more profound way. So at the beginning, I said, you know, I I read that scripture to you from um, Galatians about Christ made us free and free, free to do what? Free to choose for ourselves and to choose what? We choose from good to evil. And which way are we facing? Is all our focus on the bad or are we turning and facing the good? Are we seeing the good in our lives? Are we being profoundly grateful for the good? That doesn't mean that we dismiss our grief in no way, but it just is an opportunity for us to breathe into the blessings that are in our life. Even if you don't consider God your higher power, you can sense in yourself and your higher self that is free to choose. Let's pay attention to what we're choosing, not only in the big overarching sense, but in the minute by minute opportunities, looking at not just what we're grateful for for the year, but what are the little minute things that are we grateful that we're grateful for minute by minute? What is our perspective? Is our perspective for profound gratitude or is our perspective all the bad that's happened in our life and continues to happen? Today, I went on an errand and it didn't go the way I had planned. I was driving back to the house and realized that the tire store that I'd gone to had made a mistake and I was going to have to go back over there and take care of it. I was frustrated, like seriously frustrated because I was like, okay, I've got five hours of work to do and I only have two hours to do it in and how am I going to do all this? And now I've got to go back to the store, you know, one of those days, right? And I remember that I decided to turn. I decided to create an intention And I decided that my intention was that I was going to go back to the store and that it was all going to go well and it was going to be an easy fix. And that's exactly what it was. The gentlemen there were so kind. They were respectful. They were pleasant. They were friendly. And I had a great experience. Instead of being focused on my frustration, I turned it 
and decided to be intentional about what I expected when I got back. And I was grateful. I was so grateful for that experience and the opportunity to see the good that can come when we focus on it. I want to end with Jessica Swift's beautiful words, quote, every day is an opportunity to create something beautiful, no matter the circumstances we are walking through. Every day is an opportunity to say thank you for the beauty that surrounds us in each moment. I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, go to buildalifeafterloss.com and download the three ways to start building a life after loss. And if you would give us a review, I'd be so appreciative. I have a goal to get 30 reviews by the end of the year, and we only have a couple, two or three weeks left. So I would love it if you would go in, if you're on Apple's podcast and give us a review. I would be most appreciative. Remember, I believe in you. I believe in the hope of your future. Have a wonderful week.